to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No shortage of storylines for us today here on a Monday, and it just got even bigger. Nebraska, of course, hosted Juba Purdy over the weekend. Chuba Purdy, the, the quarterback, of course, brother of Brock Purdy, the, the Iowa State quarterback. But Chuba transferring over from Florida State was down to Oklahoma and Nebraska. That's a big team to go up against. Maybe Nebraska could pull it out. Well, they have. Chuba Purdy is in. He has tweeted it out. Um, so absolutely big get for Nebraska and continues to be an impressive cycle for Nebraska. What, what do we call it? The the portal cycle here? <laughs> or regard, irregardless? Sorry, it is regardless, but I like to say irregardless going back to uh, a, a movie from back in the day. Anyway, Anthony Grant also a big time get for Nebraska over the weekend. The Juco running back, one of the top running backs in the nation. Uh, the top one, according to many sites, as far as the Juco goes. So you're thinking about maybe down the line, you might have just figured out your, your backfield. Maybe not. Um, you know, a year, two years, whatever it may be. It's just fascinating to kind of see the competition that is going to be going on in those two rooms. We were going to talk about Anthony Grant. We'll we'll save that for a little bit because the running back room is all of a sudden uh, has a lot of potential in there. Um, but the quarterback room getting even more interesting. Chuba Purdy, a third-year guy, so probably not looking for somewhere to sit around for a couple of years. He must have been told and, and must believe, you would think, um, that he's got a pretty good chance uh, to go into that quarterback room and have an open competition. Uh, we'll see how it turns out, but this this is it's starting to be it might be a, a four way battle uh, for the quarterback position in the spring. Um, certainly, there will be some favorites there, but uh, Purdy is is in the mix. So hats off to Nebraska, Mark Whipple, Scott Frost, whoever you know. Whipple's had the connection before um, to to get a very good competition going. And I've said all along, as far as the three and nine season coming off of that, giving another opportunity. If you're going to do that, um, you have to make it worthwhile. You have to be able to put, you know, the team in position to say, well, this is not maybe a, a team that uh, well, can we can try to get the six and six again. And here's all the cool data as to why. Now there, to me, it's it's gone beyond that of of filling needs, um, adding a lot of competition at key spots, uh, and and we'll see how all this turns out. But I I think that as as they've been able to fill this thing in the off season, I. I I buy more into the idea of a fifth year for Frost. Uh, <laughs> Big Sky's not convinced. I was told you were a no Kool Aid guy, and you are chugging it over this there. This is not. This is not Kool Aid. I'm just saying chugging for Chuba, chugging for <laughs> Chuba. But uh, no, I mean you can never be disappointed with more options in the quarterback room. I it just gives more opportunity to finally get a guy that you're confident in week in week out. If you were a, a Martinez doubter or unbeliever, I mean, it, it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come in here like a, a wet blanket and, and try and cool down the room. This is this is big for Nebraska. You get another quarterback in the room, compete with Casey Thompson, somebody who's been in college football for multiple years now. It it, it it's it's good for Nebraska. 
Yeah, it, 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 really, it really will be. I mean, like you said, uh, I don't think this probably unseats Casey Thompson as the favorite to win this thing. Um, but now you've got a, a few quarterbacks in Casey Thompson, and I know it's small, but experience for Logan Smothers there. Um, and, and obviously he knows the playbook. He knows the lay of the land, so he's got his own advantages of being there. Heinrich Harburg, not a guy to be forgotten about. Of course, he was going to be expected to need a year to uh, kind of develop into the quarterback that you would, that you would trust, I guess, out there uh, at the D1 level in the Big Ten coming from uh, Class C uh, here in Nebraska. We would probably need a year uh, or two to get acclimated. We'll see if he can. Nick's so excited over there. Uh, Nick should be excited. Everybody should be excited. Uh, Chuba Purdy is a big get for Nebraska. And again, I think just uh, more than anything, it, it, I think this would be a hard sales pitch to get these guys coming, add, especially yourself, after getting Casey stream. Thompson. I need to. <laughs> Nick's adding himself to the stream. He's joining the ticket water cooler uh, no, over here on 93.7, the ticket here on, on the block, um, because we need a little bit more Kool-Aid. Big no. Sky's down about the Chuba No, Purdy. no, there's there should be no Kool-Aid. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. No. I'm already Nick, in. You were, you were jumping up and down in the production there's studio. A, there's a big thing about sarcasm, Big Sky. <laughs> that was not sarcasm. No, no. Me and Rico were talking back there. Do you guys... Did, did I hear you guys say that think that there's going to be a four-way competition? That's Bach. That's Bach. I there think. is going to be a four-way no, competition. There, Bach, you you honestly think Matt Masker everybody's going to stay? No, competition. no. <laughs> Maybe no. Cam Taylor Britt can come back and play. Are you talking about stick, sticking around? You think somebody's going to transfer? They might transfer after spring. Somebody, ball. Somebody's going to transfer. They have Eventually, they will. But is it going to be after spring ball? Is it going to be going into fall well, ball? You kind of wonder. Well, what happens if Nate Glantz takes the preferred walk-on position that was offered? He to him? Uh, committed to Iowa State. There yeah. we go. So that's a good thing. That that weeds out one. That's not a good thing. I like more competition in the room. Not, my excitement is that you have timeout. When has this staff shown the ability to identify talent and assess that they're playing the right guy? This staff, most of them are are, are out of Lincoln or looking for a different job. You have to give this new staff an opportunity, and I know it, it, that's going to be part of the frustration. I think for uh, for a lot of fans is where you know how how do you evaluate this staff differently because. You know, Scott Frost is still at the top, so you can still have your doubts there. Um, but you've brought in a lot of experience, uh, some national championship type of experience. I mean, I said this the other day with your with your OC and your wide receivers coach alone, you've got guys responsible for two of the last three Belitnikov Award winners. So I mean, there's there's some things there's some things happening, and I and I get it if you don't want to buy in totally oh, oh. because Scott Frost is at the top, and I'm not going to completely buy in cool. either. But I'm not. This isn't Kool Aid. This is telling you cool your cool your Jets on the Blitnikoff talk. They had a hand. Mickey Joseph obviously more so than than Whipple, but there's a wide receiver coach at Pitt that deserves a little bit more recognition. There is. I'm saying a, a hand. They're not directly responsible for it, and who's responsible for foremost is those wide receivers. I'm just saying that they've done a good job in adding. I mean, Mickey Joseph is is without a doubt a good ad part of a championship yes. wide receiver group mark whipple is one of the hottest offensive coordinators in football based on last year's uh stats and turnaround from kenny pickett and having a, a bulletinikoff award winner there in jordan addison you're able to get those guys in the fold of course from there you can kind of divulge what part of the staff uh you like i don't think anybody else overwhelms you quite as much as those guys do mm-hmm. um but i'd like to give them an opportunity to uh, and, and, and not just pile on, well, this is Scott Frost at the top and, and nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. These are new guys here in, in, the, in the fold, Casey Thompson included, um, that can – uh, can kind of, that can change the narrative, and that's the whole thing. Is is if if the whole idea was for this to continue the way that it has been going, there's no reason for a fifth year because it's the same results. Nothing nothing to see around the corner. 
now there's hope there. And I, I don't know if I, I'm not going to be chugging too much Kool-Aid and think Nebraska's all, all of a sudden a national championship contender or even a contender in the Big Ten West at this point. But you have to look at what they've done in the transfer portal in this offseason and think, okay, special teams problem. They've addressed a lot of those. They've got specialists in. Quarterback problem. You want to change there. They didn't take too much of a step down. Might have gotten a step up. It, you know, And that was going to be difficult entering the portal with Adrian Martinez. Uh, and and now you know you look at the running the wide receivers that they've added to the room like we already stated with Mickey Joseph now the top JUCO running back I I will say this it's always been frustrating on the field with Scott Frost and he's done a great job most of the offseason filling holes so I'm not completely bought in that this time when they fill holes it's going to be spectacular and all these guys are going to work out you think probably maybe about a 50% hit rate that's what you get in recruiting that's probably what you'll get out of the portal um, but I am saying they've done an excellent job uh, being able to make some of these sales pitches that they have because I would have thought it had been difficult to get a Mark Whipple. Maybe $900,000 makes yeah, it a little bit easier. Helps. But I, th- I would have thought it would have been difficult to get a Casey Thompson who has two years left and basically is coming in on a one-year attempt. I would have thought it would be really difficult to get Purdy to come in um, it, after getting Casey Thompson, and they were able to do that. So hats off to the staff. They're not winning on the field, but they're winning off of it this this offseason, this short offseason so far, to set themselves up with an opportunity. And to me – to be sold as a fan that things are different and something may change. I would disagree that it's it it's extremely impressive that they got a guy like Casey Thompson. I, I think it's a big help in getting any quarterback here is to tell them that they're going to be the starter. And would we be surprised at all if Casey Thompson Casey Thompson's the starter next year, right? Like, is that is there even? A, are we really in that boat that Chubba Purdy? who has little to no experience, is going to be able to come in and and truly test Casey Thompson, who we just got done talking about when he committed how great of a season he had at Texas. I I just just don't... I don't I don't understand why that that story has flipped to where now Casey Thompson is suddenly being challenged for the starting job with a guy like Chubba Purdy. Also, this is something I was going to save till tomorrow, but I want to talk about it now. I updated their scholarship distribution, and this is why I think there's going to be guys leaving in the room, and it's going to happen soon. They have 91 guys on scholarship. I know, Rico, we're going to still talk about it tomorrow, but they have 91 guys on scholarship, 23 of those redshirt freshmen. They have five scholarship quarterbacks that are just sitting there. What does this mean for Richard Torres? You don't know. What did they tell him that they were going to do in the portal? That's a big question. What do they tell Chubba? What do they tell Heinrich Harburg? What are they telling Logan Smothers? What what does this mean for all them? There's no way that everybody's on the same page in there. That that like it's really hard for me to believe that you're like they told Heinrich like, hey man, you're gonna compete for the starting job this year, but just in case, we're gonna bring in Casey Thompson and um and Chubba Purdy, a guy that's once again your your age and your your amount of eligibility left. But that's the beauty in it to me. It's it's not just saying, well, Casey Thompson's the guy, and uh, hopefully we can develop everybody else along the way that we want to. It's to get competition in there. I think that's something that hurt Bo Pelini. He always struggled to challenge his quarterbacks, uh, whether it was Taylor or Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's hurt Scott Frost. I think one of the biggest problems, and we, we've obviously seen it play out. We know about um, the the Joe Burrow thing. Um, but altogether. 
it was just kind of Adrian's the guy. It's going to be tough to really convince anybody else in here. You can convince Luke McCaffrey that you're going to play him at quarterback because you're the only one convincing him that because he can't play quarterback. So they just have not been a, done a good job of getting quarterbacks to push quarterbacks in the past. And that's not just a Nebraska thing. That's difficult to do in college football. Yet Nebraska has that room loaded with guys in, in potential and hope. And, and, you know, there's not a whole lot proven there outside of Casey Thompson. But I'll say this about Casey as well. He had a few games where he got benched. Hudson Card went back in. So you might need a backup plan, especially as, you know if these guys are going to take a few hits. Bach, Bach. I'll ask you guys this. How do we feel about Logan Smothers then? I have a feeling that Logan Smothers is leaving. I've had that feeling since they changed OC uh, because Smothers came in wanting to run the Oregon offense. He wants to be kind of a, a Marcus Mariota kind of guy. Uh, and that was that was apparent in all of his recruiting interviews when he was talking about you know going to Nebraska was I, I want to run the Oregon style offense mm-hmm. I've I, you know I watched it when I was in middle school and that's the kind of offense I want to run they might not be running that offense anymore so I'm guessing that Logan Smothers is probably leaving well I, I just think how much confidence can Logan feel like this coaching staff has in him well right they, they they play him in the Iowa game and we, we've dissected it. I've talked about it as well. It's just that it wasn't very sustainable against Iowa. 25 rushes is not sustainable for the Big Ten Conference or any conference, right? So then that tells you, number one, that the staff did not do a very good job developing him into a capable Big Ten quarterback, right, to be the heir to Adrian Martinez. And it shows them, shows you that they don't feel like he's capable of even being a starter next year after his third year or after his second full year in the program, going into his third. But what do you want to do? Like rub his back and try to make him smile? If you don't believe in him to be your starter, go find some competition for him. that's exactly what I'm saying is why are we so worried and excited about Chubba and the guys behind our starter because the staff has not been able to develop anybody. So for me to think that there's going to be a competition, no. That's why they went out and got a, a, a guy that's played at the Power 5 level like Casey Thompson to come in and be the starter. But, like, but why? They, they how are you holding still? How are you holding the sins of Mario Verduzco against this? These new guys. This, there's no the, those guys that weren't able to develop other than Scott Frost, which is at yeah. the top. That's fair. But I mean, this is a, Mark Whipple. Part of the reason I think that he was one of the hottest names in offensive coordinating um, kind of for the opening gigs across the country is what he was do as far as developing. Pick it. So the, the the development hope is transferred over from the offensive coordinator now away from Frostmore. Box, it's, it's just hard for me to to buy into this because we heard the first year that they came, the staff came. Troy Walters, Broyles Award winner. He has the idea, or he he's able to develop. Look at what Mario Verduzco did with Mackenzie Milton. I don't care about all that anymore. It, it's got to work, and I don't care. It's it's proven time and time again that just because something works at a previous destination does not mean it's working at Nebraska. I.e., winning. I would like to also point out that Kenny Pickett was in his fifth or sixth year of eligibility playing in college football. Mark Whipple had a lot of time with Kenny Pickett, and he was special this year. He was a very average ACC quarterback before this year. Pitt fans liked him. He had he was very much so similar to Adrian Martinez, where you could get a really great play from him one moment, and then the very next play he could do something that you just couldn't understand or comprehend a D1 quarterback doing. I watched plenty of Pitt football. And that is exactly that. That is what Kenny Pickett was until this year. This year, he was amazing, and you applaud Mark Whipple, and and you know everyone on the Pitt staff for turning Kenny Pickett into yes. to what he was. But he was not that for the majority of his career at Pitt. And I would also like to say there was plenty of competition with Adrian Martinez. Andrew Bunch. Who? Andrew Bunch. Andrew Bunch. Andrew Bunch played, proved that know. he wasn't 
capable of taking the job from Adrian. Noah Vedral played, proved he wasn't good enough to take away the job from Adrian. Luke McCaffrey got his chance and proved he wasn't capable of taking the job away from Adrian. So but you can say you... there wasn't competition, but they benched Adrian last year or two years ago, and, and, and Luke McCaffrey lost the job, and Adrian came back in and won it again. We didn't see that with Bo Pelini. That's not because Adrian we... was great. That's because Luke was so god-awful at quarterback. That... Because they failed to develop to Nick's point. But their backup plan, my point is, and, and Noah Vedral is a pretty good example of, of competition. Anybody would take him on the roster. So that was a that was good as far as competition, but that wasn't like pushing the starter competition. That was nice backup competition. He's the I, starter in, at, at Rutgers. Exactly. So that's he's, AJ, he's AJ Bush was the starter at Illinois if you're going back to Pelini, but they, they're not, that's not the same Well, Rutgers quality. made a bowl game, and Nebraska Rutgers did. didn't uh, deserve to make a bowl game. They did not deserve to make the bowl game. But in, in any case, the, 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 I, it, it's not a Nebraska problem. It's not a Pelini problem. It's not a Frost problem. It's a college football problem. If you have your starter, especially when he's young, like Adrian was, um, and, and he's is clearly the starter, clearly the, the coach's pet or whatever it is, pet project that he has moving forward, it's tough to get competition in there. And that's why I'm more so than anything impressed, and maybe it had to do with Purdy's um, offers at a certain point. But when, when you have – when you beat out Oklahoma for a quarterback, that doesn't happen all that often at Nebraska, not anymore. So that's a big deal. And and so I, I think that when, when you do that and you bring in Casey Thompson, I'm not trying to convince you guys they're going eight and four next year. I'm no, trying to I'm trying to convince you that they've done a good job of whatever the sales pitch was after three and seven, it was gonna be tough for me to say, I wanna see another year of this. They've put together enough pieces, not just the roster, but with the coaching staff that I say I think this is worth the, the the shot and the fact that they get to save some money on the buyout. I think that there's enough there to sell me some excitement for this this upcoming season. And I thought going into this offseason, mm-hmm. that was going to be incredibly difficult to do just because of the sales pitch it would take to these players and to these coaches um, because there was the writings on the wall. There's basically one year left. But they've been able to do it, so I'm impressed. Here's what I'll say, and Kelsey's coming at me on the text line. It's whatever. Like she go, Or they go, it's not the same staff, and then they call me a name. Like, here's the deal. I just acknowledge that it's not the same staff. I also acknowledged that before, um, Oklahoma has Dylan Gabriel, so they are going to be fine. It's also Oklahoma. They are going to be fine. And, and here's another thing about this whole thing, what I just said about the staff, and I don't care what they did at previous stops because we've seen it. They said Troy Walters was going to be a great offensive coordinator for Nebraska. He's been with Scott Frost. It didn't work out. Then they bring in Matt Lubick, bring in the offensive coordinator. Hey, he's had time. He spent time with him at Oregon. Look at that. Look at what he they did at Oregon. It didn't work out. I don't care about all the awards and accolades that a coach wins before Nebraska. Yes, it's great when you're talking about the hiring process, but it's the same thing with Scott Frost. Nobody cares about what he did at UCF in his second year. It's all about what he's done at Nebraska. And at some point, it has to be about wins and losses. It can't be about progress and hiring the right guys and finding the right fit. It has to be about wins and losses eventually. And if it's not, and if we're stuck in this same whirlwind and tornado of just, yep, well, you know, they're going to hire a better guy next year. They're going to get a better quarterback in next year after Adrian Martinez. Oh, maybe one of these seven running backs in the room is finally going to take the job. Maybe one of these 13 scholarship wide receivers will finally pan out. Maybe one of these 18 linebackers that they have on scholarship will work out besides Luke Reimer, all those guys, right? Maybe they have depth. Like, at one point, it's got to stop. 
Well, and this is you... why we're three and nine, and we're accepting <laughs> Nick, it. Nick, it's January seventeenth. We can't win a game until September or August, I suppose, uh, in Ireland. It's going to be you're going to have a long off season if it's just about wins and losses. And certainly, to, <laughs> as the bigger picture, I agree with you. That's what you can't stick around hoping to get to six and six every year and not getting there. I probably so, would have let hey, Frost go. So when does you, it become about wins and losses in in the fall? Hopefully, it is about wins and losses in the fall. It's got to be this year. It hasn't been. Box, take, box taking the college football playoff committee uh, approach, you know, watching the games aside, this was the correct decision. <laughs> Bach, you, 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 you like use to, your eye test. You like to agree with the college football playoff committee on a lot of things like SEC superiority. So uh, I don't have to do much. Like to that's argue my whole that thing one. is like these hires were great. Like and, and I was I was commending the hires. Like I was like, heck yeah, dude, Mark Whipple, great great option. It was probably the best option they could get. Casey Thompson, realistically, they were not going to get a Caleb Williams. They were not going to get, you know, whoever else is out there. Great option. Spencer Rattler at the time, right? Um, great, great job. Pre, like, give them credit for getting what they got. But I'm just not ready to say that they're going to give them, every quarterback in that room, the open competition. And I'm not ready to say that they're going to do that in any room because that hasn't been the case. That hasn't been the case over, I understand it's a different staff. I get that. But it matters what they do here at Nebraska. If if we keep living on what they did at their previous jobs, then Chip Kelly's the best coach here at, or at UCLA, which he got an extension, or whatever. And <laughs> but yeah. he got an extension for eight and four, right? Like that's the thing at UCLA and stuff. So like you're just living in the past, and you're going to drive yourself crazy. And that's how we've gotten to where we're at at three and nine, and we're okay with everything, and we're drinking the Kool Aid, and we're off season national champions. I just don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't categorize it that way. I don't. I, I, we get almost too far in the Kool Aid, and it's a fun discussion. But you can have like positive <laughs> things happen to your football team and be happy about it without going overboard. Again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not into the discussion of this is going to be a nine and three team and they're going to run the West and all that. I'm more in right now as far as if you want to call it Kool Aid, whatever it is, is that they've done a good job given situationally where they are coming off a three and nine season. I agree with your points totally. In the long run, you got to look at the wins and losses. It's got to come down to it this year. You can't have another great bad team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's got to come down to wins and losses. Um, but as far as setting your team up for that, they had a lot to do this offseason. They yeah. lost a lot of their good players. And when I say that they've done a good job of patching up some of those holes, some of it is because they were they let go some of the players that they had. They they needed to bring in a, bring back a Damian Daniels. They needed yeah. to bring back a Cam Jurgens. These are big losses that may impact them on the field uh, when the fall comes around. But but as for right now, um, especially, you know, a, a, the quarterback position, which is always going to be important, I got to feel pretty good about that. You get the top Juco running back over uh, the weekend. Those are big-time ads to positions of needs that, that really matter that could pay off dividends. You know, sometimes you say some of those losses, the Cam Jurgens daniels loss may directly equate to a loss this, off, this next season. Yeah. Well, the quarterback room, what they've done there, and the running back room, that could definitely equate to a few wins this season, too. So we'll see it. We'll play both sides of the coin. we got to take a break break here on the watercolor. We'll see if Nick is, is done chugging some water. Oh, Maybe fine. he's back. I, I love, I love, I'm just reading all the text line. It's, Nick, why don't you coach? You obviously got the answers. No, I just, I'm ready to see wins. And I understand, like, it's it's just something, it's just passion. Well, tune in to Husker basketball tonight, Nick. We'll see if we can get that, <laughs> yeah, that victory thing rolling. Uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll dive more into this big day for Nebraska as they add a quarterback uh, from the transfer portal. We'll talk about that next year on On the Block with Stricken Buck and 93.7 The Ticket.